while the vibes may not be super high right now for Indiana basketball, can this team still be a top five team in the Big Ten? You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked on Hoosiers podcast. I'm your man, Jacob Goins. I appreciate you making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen each and every day. We're part of the Locked on Podcast Network, which is your team every single day. Shout out to the everydayers. Thank you so much for being here each and every day, whether you're on YouTube or if you're on any of your audio podcasting platforms. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast. So if you're on YouTube, like the video, subscribe. We've reached over 1,500. We are moving towards 2,000 subscribers on YouTube. So thank you so much for that. We're having a lot of fun over here. And while the vibes aren't super, super high, I think they're going to get better. And we're going to be here every day regardless. So I appreciate you being here and being a part of the wonderful uh, family and, and community that we're building here with Locked on Hoosiers. Today's episode of Locked on Hoosiers is brought to you by LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. Terms and conditions apply. Indiana basketball may be coming off a pretty nasty loss over the weekend, and they've got a big game coming up against Kansas this weekend but don't forget about the Hoosiers being 2-0 and in the Big Ten. And so the, I posed this question today. Can Indiana, at the end of the season, all the way in March, can they be a top-five team in the Big Ten? I think they can. I really do. I think this can be a top-five Indiana team in the Big Ten. Why? Well, you've already started out 2-0, and okay? You're 2-0 and against Maryland and Michigan. And... I know those may not be the the best or sexiest wins by the end of this thing, but I think it speaks volumes to say that you've started in this conference 2-0. Now, you have to start looking at comparing the conferences, right? Comparing what the Big Ten has done and what the SEC is doing. Of course, we just saw one of the better SEC teams on Saturday and looking at the ACC and the Pac-12 and the Big East and, of course, the Big 12 and all the other major conferences, right? But I think Indiana can be a top five team in the Big Ten. And I think that for two reasons. One, because I think the Big Ten may not be top to bottom as deep as it normally is. Okay, I just don't think that's the case. Now, there are some good teams to start this year, right? There are some good teams. Illinois is good. Wisconsin is surprising. You still have Purdue. I know they lost to Northwestern, but that's still a good team. You have some surprisingly good teams, and then you have some surprisingly bad teams, and maybe not so much bad team, but underperforming teams as of early. And I look at Michigan State, right? I look at Michigan State in this situation because they're just not what we thought they were going to be. And so with that, where does Indiana fit in all of this? And... I think Indiana's ahead of schedule, right? I think Indiana is ahead of schedule based off of what people said was going to happen. You've done everything you were supposed to do. Your two losses, if you're Indiana, are to number five, UConn, 
and to a good Auburn team that take away a bad loss against App State should probably be ranked in the top 25. So your wins, all of your wins are are against teams that you should have beaten or were upset wins, right? I mean, this team had a chance to lose to Louisville, had a chance to lose to, I think, Harvard, I think to Mar- or to uh, yeah, to Maryland and to Michigan. And so Indiana's kind of right on pace right now with what they were supposed to do. And you compare that to what the rest of the Big Ten is doing, I absolutely think that Indiana can be a top five team in the Big Ten. Now, there are multiple things that have to happen for that to be the case, okay? Xavier Johnson has to get healthy. You need this team at full strength. I don't care what your opinion is about Xavier Johnson, whether you think this team is better, worse, whatever, with or without him. He needs to be there for a just a depth perspective and a and a leadership type of role, right? We've talked a lot about that. But you need him because he's one of your best players. So I mean, he just is. And so for Indiana to compete in this conference, you've got to have your best players. And you saw on Saturday, okay? You saw over the weekend how Khalil Ware, Malik Renew, and McKenzie and Baco, they cannot carry this team by themselves. Not in a game like that. And I almost want us to forget about the Auburn game. I said, I know I said on the show yesterday where you can't forget it. You can't just shake it off. You do need to learn from it. But that game was also an anomaly to an extent just because of how good Auburn played in that game. Take that game out for a second. Look at what this Indiana team has done. They're a good defensive team. Not great, but they're good. And their size is going to carry them, man. Because most of these teams have one big man. Indiana's got three. Indiana has three big guys that are all effective on both ends of the floor. Khalil Ware, McKenzie, and Baco, and Malik Renew. And you saw Auburn, they were more worried about Malik Renew compared to Khalil Ware, which I think is really interesting. So I think your bigs can carry you through a lot of games. Because here's why, okay? Here's why. Shooting comes and goes. Shooting comes and goes from the three-point line, from your mid-range jumpers, all of that. Shooting comes and goes. But dumping it down to big men, postman moves, and getting fouled and getting to the free-throw line, that travels. Same way as defense travels. And I think interior defense is somewhere that Indiana is a really good basketball team. Auburn was scared of it. Other teams have been scared of it. Teams like Michigan and Maryland, their guards couldn't do anything because your bigs were so good. And and Indiana's guards, especially Gabe Cups, guarded Michigan extremely well. But I I think your bigs are going to carry you because those things always travel, and your defense is going to travel. Now, your three-point defense has got to get better. That's I mean, that's something we've talked about all season long already, and we're less than three months into the year. But – I feel like, I don't know. I just have a confidence that Khalil Ware, McKenzie Mbaka, and Malik Renew, those guys are going to perform for you night in and night out. And it's nice to say that about McKenzie Mbaka now because that wasn't always the case, right? That wasn't always, that was a concern for us early on. I'm glad, and I hope this stays this way. I hope we can continue to just not worry about him. You got to have consistent guard play, better guard play. I mean, much, much better guard play. But compared to what the rest of the conference is and does, 
I think Indiana can be a top five Big Ten team, which gets you a nice seed in the tournament. Can Well, that'll get you into the NCAA tournament for sure. Now, it's going to take some wins. It's going to take Indiana to get some wins. And when you pull up their schedule, I'm talking about winning on the road at Nebraska and Rutgers and getting some home wins against Ohio State or Purdue, right? Get And you got to clean up at the bottom of the Big Ten. And we're going to go over the Big Ten power rankings in just a second. But here's how Indiana gets there. You get there by winning the games you're supposed to, by pulling a couple of upsets, and those 50-50 games that we talked about way back when, get a win or two. And just looking at Indiana's schedule here quickly, you've got a win on the road at Nebraska coming up to start the year. They're 8-2, and two, but what have they done, right? Win on the road at Nebraska. Tough game, but you're at home against Ohio State. Beat Rutgers. Beat Minnesota. That three-game stretch of Purdue, Wisconsin, Illinois, and two out of three of those being on the road, that's brutal. I look for one of those. Okay, you're already 2-0. and Let's say you beat Nebraska. That's three. Let's say you beat Rutgers. That's four. Let's say you beat Minnesota. That's five. You beat one of those three in Purdue, Wisconsin, Illinois, all top 25 teams. That's six, right? And remember, we talked about, what, 11 wins to start the year, right? 11 wins at Big Ten play. Indiana can get there. I think they can. And I'll go as far as to say as I think they do. I think Indiana becomes a top five team in the Big Ten by the time the season is over. If I'm wrong, you can come after me. But I hope I'm right. And I think Indiana has a one of the most talented teams in the Big Ten. They just have to put it all together and figure it out and become a top five team in the Big Ten because right now they're not. They are not a top five team right now, but they can be. And I think they will be. Well, coming up on Locked on Hoosiers, we'll look at the Big Ten. If I'm telling you they're going to be a top five team in this conference, we need to kind of look at where this conference is right now as we get closer to 2024 and look at the start, or really the picking back up of Big Ten play, where teams stand, where their records are, all that good stuff. We'll talk about that coming up in just a second on Locked on Hoosiers. Today's episode of Locked on Hoosiers is brought to you by LinkedIn. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to have as many top-tier candidates as possible to interview. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn Jobs is it's the one that I use. It's the one my parents use. It's the one my company, current company right now uses when they're hiring for our smaller business, my family's smaller businesses, and so many people love the easiness of LinkedIn Jobs. It isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. Hiring is easy when you have that many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. How can you beat that, right? Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash Locked on college. That's LinkedIn.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Also, want to remind you that Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24 7 streaming channel on YouTube. Uh, so be sure you're going and checking that out. Okay. This, this show pops up on there here and there. Uh, and there's just so many different 
categories and shows from college to the professional level. So be sure you go and check out Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On Plus, our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Well, Indiana, I said they're going to be a top five team in the Big Ten, and I'm saying that as of right now. But what does the Big Ten look like right now? As we are almost at the midway point through December, teams still getting through non-con play. And as we've already got two Big Ten games under our belt, where do we stand as of right now in the Big Ten standings and some Big Ten power rankings as well? I'm going to go through the standings and then also want to give you some some interesting power rankings from a couple of places. But in case you have forgotten, Indiana is 2-0 in the conference. And guess where that stands? That's number one. Indiana's the number one team in the Big Ten as of the standings right now. And look, there's a there's going to be a lot to change here, okay? There is. There's a lot to change here. Most teams have played two games in the Big Ten. Not all, but most have. And Indiana sits atop at 2-0. and And their record is still good. Can we understand that Indiana's still 7-2 and on the season? Like, in both of their losses, while no, they weren't pretty, they were a combined, what, 48 points in the two losses? Sure, they've beaten up on, on worse teams, I guess, or teams that are lesser than them in the two games they played against good teams. They didn't really perform all that well. Sure, you can you can say that if you want to, and it's probably true. But look at the rest of the Big Ten. Folks, look at college basketball. Man, it's a disaster right now as of today. Okay, the standings, you have Indiana at the top. Northwestern is uh, 1-0. Illinois 1-0. Wisconsin is 1-0 in the conference. All those teams have seven wins, one, two, and three losses. Purdue, their only loss was to Northwestern, so shout out to them. Ohio State, 8-2. Nebraska, 8-2. You see both of those teams early in conference play, especially with Minnesota right there underneath at 7-3. and three. And then there's the drop-off. All right, Maryland, a team you already beat, 5-4. Five and four. Penn State, 5-5. Five and five. Michigan, 5-5. Five and five. This is overall. Rutgers, 6-3. and three. Iowa, 5-5. Five and, five. and Michigan State, 4-5. and five. So when I look at these and I say, okay, in however many months, you have January, February, March, so from now about three months, okay, Find me four better teams than Indiana will be in March if they continue to get better. If the talent comes together and they stay healthy, find me four better teams. I think you could say Purdue is in there. I think you could say that Wisconsin could be in there and probably will be. I think Illinois will be in there. And then I think there's a wild card in there. And I know that... You play all of those teams. Northwestern, I, I think Indiana's a better team than Northwestern through and through. And then again, there's just a massive drop-off. So that's why I say I think there's a, a really good chance that at the end of all of this, after all the chaos of the Big Ten, which could be a disaster, this conference could eat itself alive and only have a few representatives in the NCAA tournament. I hope not. I hope that this is a eight, nine, 10 bid lead like it is in, in recent years and becomes and remains one of the best conferences in college basketball. 
But power rankings-wise, as of right now, just in the conference, I mean, Purdue's still up there, right? They've got to be at the top. I think Illinois has to be there at two, Wisconsin three, Northwestern four. And I'm looking just at the conference. And you put Indiana right there at five. I know their two opponents weren't great, but they won. They won, and one of those was on the road. And I know the crowd kind of sucked, but you were still on the road, and a win's a win. Everybody else has dropped a game, if not two. And how about Iowa and Michigan State both being 0-2? I don't know. I just I have a bad feeling, though. I do. I have a bad feeling that the Big Ten is not going to be a great conference top to bottom, and the representation in the NCAA tournament's not going to be good. I just looking at the early the early resumes and the early losses and the early records, it's not pretty. And I've mentioned this before, Indiana Indiana can't afford that. They cannot afford for this conference to to fail them, to be bad. They need all of these teams that are ranked right now, right? Purdue, uh, Wisconsin, Illinois, Northwestern. They need all those teams to stay ranked. They need Ohio State to climb in the rankings. Uh, they need Nebraska to keep winning somehow and, and get in the rankings until Indiana plays them, of course. Like, the Hoosiers are going to need some help. In the Big Ten, compared to other conferences, okay, look at some other conferences here. For example, why don't we go look at the SEC, okay? Look at the SEC since Auburn just came in and put a hurting on you if you're Indiana. Look at the standings there. Look at the records over there. You have an Auburn team that's 6-2. and two. You have Alabama 6-3. and three. They're going through a brutal stretch. Kentucky 7-2. and two. Ole Miss 9-0. and oh. They're one of the four or five undefeated teams left, I think. South Carolina 8-1. and one. A&M 7-3. and three. That's Texas A&M. So it's easy to say, wow, the Big Ten may be down, but College basketball has just been a free-for-all, and everybody's losing it to everybody. So I'm not worried about it, and I still think Indiana is one of the better teams in this conference, talent-wise, coaching, which has to be better, and just overall team. Indiana will be a top-five team in this conference. You can book it right now. Book it. Indiana, at the end of the year, at the end of the regular season, Indiana is going to be a top-five team. And I think that's a combination of them being a quality team in the Big Ten God, I hope, I just, I have a bad feeling. I just hope that the conference doesn't fail them. Because if that happens, Indiana, even being a top five team, may not make the NCAA tournament if the conference itself is not good. If it's not good, you may be in trouble. But as of right now, Big Ten could use some help, man. They uh, they could use a little bit of help and need to start impressing and finish the non-con slate strong to kind of remind everybody, hey, this is still a really good conference. So we'll see how it goes. Got a couple of weeks. And then beginning of January, start of the new year, is when Big Ten play picks back up and gets into it through the month of March. And Indiana's got a tough stretch. They have a tough stretch. Yet. Got to take it game at a time. And we'll see how it goes. Well, coming up on the show here on Locked on Hoosiers, we will take a look at some football updates. That is transfer portal. That is recruiting. Uh, all that good stuff. There's a lot of news going on right now as early signing day comes up next Wednesday, almost a week away. 
All right, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about some guys that have already committed, guys that are looking at Indiana for head coach Kurt Signetti. That'll be coming up here on Locked on Hoosiers. Today's episode of Locked on Hoosiers is brought to you by FanDuel. As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action than right now. The NFL is heating up coming down the home stretch, so be sure if you're looking for a time to get in, you get 150 bucks if your team wins. If you win your $5 money line bet, you get 150 bucks. That's you're not going to find any better odds than that on any other place. So, go to FanDuel and sign up with them. The app is easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options including spreads, player props, over/unders, and more. Visit fanduel.com/lockedon to continue with the NFL season. fanduel.com/lockedon. FanDuel official partner of the NFL. Well, let's talk a little Indiana football as the Hoosiers in a busy, busy time in the world of college football. Uh, you've got the transfer portal wide open that opened up a week or so ago. Uh, you have early signing day coming up here in just a little over a week, a week from tomorrow, actually. And you have the regular signing day in February uh, with... Uh, the dead period to follow after that. So a lot going on and a lot going on for new head coach, Kurt Signetti in this new look coaching staff. A lot of his guys from James Madison came with him, uh, something that we expected. And I think is, is going to be a, a recurring theme here as the staff gets finished out, but let's give you an update on the transfer portal side of things before we get into some high school things. You have uh, a lot of guys from uh, the offensive side of the football that have decided uh, to to step out and, and transfer out of of Indiana, and um, you have just so many different uh, guys who are leaving. But at the same time, you've also added a couple. Okay, you've added a couple of guys, and the one that is really really intriguing to me is Justice Ellison, the running back from Wake Forest. Um, this is a guy that. I just think is really, really is a really good player. I think he is a little underrated at times too. Um, he is somebody that played at Wake Forest for four years. He had uh, 1,900 rushing yards, just over 500 this past season with a touchdown, but he's a 15 touchdown career guy. And I think Indiana needs that. And I think Indiana just needs a little experience, really, uh, is what they need on this football team. And you have to take transfers with a grain of salt. I see a lot of people, not just Indiana fans, but just college football fans in general, They, it's easy to jump on a transfer portal guy and say, oh, he's going to be the fix to the program, whether it be a running back or a quarterback or a defensive back, whatever it may be, right? It's easy to say, oh, this guys he's going to change the locker room. He's going to be so good, and he's going to make this team just great. Well, maybe, but maybe not. And you have to remember what the portal is there for, right? The transfer portal is there to help add to your team, fill some of the, some of the gaps on your team, and it's not always somebody that's leaving their, their former program because they sucked or they weren't any good, right? That's a bad narrative to, to start. Um, I think a lot of it has to do with situational. I think a lot of it has to do with just looking for a new start. 
And that's why you've seen a lot of James Madison transfer portal interest and also a lot of James Madison recruiting interest as well. Guys that were committed to Kurt Signetti and James Madison now getting offers and committing to him at Indiana. And one of those guys is a 2024 quarterback in Alberto Mendoza, who is ranked, uh, he is ranked in the top 80 or so in his high school class as a quarterback. He was committed to um, he was committed to this uh, staff at James Madison, ranked number 85. That's the number I was looking for. He was ranked er, and committed to Kurt Signetti's staff at James Madison. And obviously with a coaching change, he got another offer at Indiana, and here we go. He was also offered uh, by FAU, uh, some bigger names like uh, Florida International, UMass, Temple, and UAB, all pretty decent programs. And when you watch the video of this kid, he can sling it. He can absolutely sling it. Has good poise in the pocket, good footwork. Um, I think he's a little on the smaller side, right? Six foot two, which is good height, but I think his he's going to have to put on a little something, right? Put on a little muscle when he gets to Bloomington, but he has committed to play for Indiana, which is good because that's your first quarterback of the 2024 class. You had one that was committed to Tom Allen and his staff, but with the coaching change, he decided to decommit, which is totally understandable, right? Same thing, just in reverse. So you have him coming in, and during his time uh, down in Florida, he led uh, his team to back-to-back state championships. He's a 71% completion percentage and threw for almost 2,000 yards. Those stats coming from uh, Hoosier now, the SI site for Indiana. Almost 2,000 yards, 22 touchdowns and just five interceptions as a senior this year. All of that is as a senior in high school. I don't care what level you're at. I don't care who the uh, opposition is I don't care what state you're playing in in one year to throw for 2,000 yards 22 touchdowns just five interceptions at a 71 percent completion percentage that's pretty good and that is uh from max preps and he also ran for 300 yards so um I think he's a developmental piece I think he's somebody that is going to come in I fully expect Indiana to go and pull a quarterback from the transfer portal and and try to bring in an experienced guy and let somebody like Mendoza sit behind him, learn, and hopefully Kurt Signetti and this staff can develop him and maybe the quarterback of the future. I don't know. I think we're going to have to see what that looks like, but it's been a slower window so far. I'm interested to see what the uh, early signing day is going to look like, and I've expressed my disliking of the of the early signing day I think it's you there should not be an early signing day in a regular there should just be one make it one and the fact that it's in December is wild too and many head coaches have complained about it think about Signetti what he's having to go through think about what the staff is having to do right now you're having to come in here basically clean house of these players because they're not yours and this just wasn't a great football team you're having to go and get high school kids in the next it's been what maybe a month that he'll be here three weeks to a month that he had been here from then until early signing day and you're also having to go get transfer portal guys to help you be better right now because that's what the portal is used for also so an impossible task i think so far overall you have to be happy with what's happening and 
you have a chance to get some more. And there's more interest from James Madison guys. There's more interest for some high school kids. And maybe even flipping a couple guys here and there from this conference and, and from around the country. So give it some time. Let them do their work. And you also have after the spring period, too, in the transfer portal. So don't forget that either, right? Don't forget that you have after spring practice to go and get guys that are leaving their programs or their current programs after spring ball that you bring in. They can't do anything over the summer. They'll practice in the fall, which is always a tough thing to do, but you always have that option as well. So lots more to go over there and lots more to happen, really, is what that entails when it comes to uh, the football program and guys coming in and leaving the Indiana football program. Well, that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Hoosiers. I appreciate you making this your first listen each and every day. Thank you so much to the everydayers for being here every single day. If you're new here, I'd love for you to become one of those. Subscribe on YouTube, like the video, turn on notifications. If you're on any of your audio platforms, your podcasting platforms, Spotify, Apple, Google, whatever you are, wherever you are, Subscribe there if it's a, if it's an option and turn on notifications and become an everydayer yourself. We're having a lot of fun. I love engaging with you guys on, on X and on uh, YouTube as well. So uh, thank you so much for the support. We're getting closer to the Kansas game this weekend for basketball. We'll start talking a lot about that, how this team can bounce back, rebound, and forget what happened last weekend. And it'll all be solved if you get a win this weekend against Kansas. We'll talk about that throughout the week here on Locked on Hoosiers. Also, be sure you go and check out Locked on Sports today on YouTube. Drop them a subscription as well. They would greatly appreciate if you would. Uh, it's really, really cool. So go and check them out. 24-7 sports coverage on Locked on Sports today on YouTube. So follow the show on X at Locked on Hoosiers. Like and subscribe on the video and subscribe on any of your audio platforms where we are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Until tomorrow, Hoosier fans, stay safe. And I will talk to you later.